I wonder what the juice is on, I don't squeeze. know, Mark Drumheller from Yahoo Sportsbook. I wonder if his uh, over heavily juice minus 155. Let's just get into them. the conversation with Mark Drumheller. Joining us from Yahoo Sportsbook. Mark, how you doing? Doing fantastic. Good to be back. Mark, uh, thank you for being back and being on the show, on the Roman Guest Line. I got to ask you before we do anything, have you uh, attempted... Or rather, are you sweating out anything in this Jets Falcons preseason game? This is one for the ages, people are saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm on I'm on the under, so show me the punter. The more <laughs> punts, the, the better uh, the better I'm gonna be. So I got it at forty one and a half a little earlier um in the week. So uh, you know, I have a little bit of wiggle room. There's a move, kinda got it down to like thirty eight, but uh, you know, I'm hoping that we get the under here. But you know, preseason it's been you know, the story's been the dogs and teaser legs have been real successful. Cleve analytics um, had a post 21 and 10 if you tease the dog and the over in these preseason games. So um, there's a lot of good angles out there, but I'm just I'm just hoping for a lack of action tonight and a lot of punts. Oh, Mark, so you love when the uh, Falcons decided not to go for it on fourth and goal and they sent the kicker out there for a, a, a field goal in preseason. That's right up your alley, Mark. Uh, I got to ask you about this Denver Broncos team, because I feel as though I'm the only one left that still believes that this team is going to be talented. I mean, even when I came in the suit, I'm talking to Ryan about it. Ryan's like, I don't know. I got to, I got to see this Broncos team for myself. So mm-hmm. on paper, they look good. I mean, you put Russell Wilson, you take him from Seattle and what he didn't have, you give him to Denver when he, you know, he has plenty. Do you think this Broncos team has enough to shock everyone and maybe shock the world in year one of the marriage? It sounds crazy, but I just think the expectations are a little high for the team. And I'm a huge Russell Wilson guy. Like, I've seen him, you know, work magic in Seattle. Like, especially, and I'm sure Ryan will cringe, but that playoff game against the Packers. where shut your mouth. (laughs) Russell Wilson, you know, it was, like, unbelievable. Like, some of the things he did and never really had a lot of weapons there in Seattle, you know. But the, the curious part, I think, is, is that, you know, he goes to Denver, and I'm not sure he gets away from, a lot of the situation that he left, like he goes to an unproven coach. The offensive line wasn't great last year as far as pass protection goes. So it's not like he's going to a team with, you know, that's going to protect them. You know, they'll protect them better than Seattle did, but it's not a huge difference. Um, and, you know, they have a good defense in Denver. They got a lot of weapons, but um, they've run into some bad injury luck. So, you know, I think they're going to be a better football team, but, that division, man, it's it's going to be tough. Like, I really like the Chargers, and I think the Chiefs are coming out with something to prove this year, um, even though I think they'll take a little step back with Tyreek Hill. But I just think it's a lot to ask. People talk about, like, Hackett for Coach of the Year, Russell Wilson MVP. Um, I think, you know, we're getting a little too carried away. I think they'll be a good team, possibly a playoff team, but I don't think they're going to be an elite team in the AFC. Mark, I'm, I'm curious and I'm conflicted. Uh, we've been talking a little bit so far about the Arizona Cardinals. And they've lost multiple important pieces on this team, whether that's Chase Edmonds, whether that's the Honey Badger, whether that's Chandler Jones. Their offensive line is ranked 25th by PFF so far this year. We know the Cliff Kingsbury thing that he likes to do where he wins the first you know, seven games and then sort of implodes. But win total is sitting here at nine and a half with the ninth hardest schedule. We're kind of all over the place in terms of what we think as a group. I'd love to know what you think. Yeah, I'm not that high on the Cardinals, to be honest with you. It really doesn't have to, a lot to do with the offense. Like, you know, are they going to miss D-hop early in the season? Sure. Um, you know, they'll kind of figure it out. But, you know, they have a tough start to the season. If you look at their schedule, you know, you brought up the schedule, and I think that's pretty paramount when you talk about this team. Cliff Kingsbury, you know, you typically does well in the beginning of the season. 
good luck, luck against the Chiefs, Raiders, and Rams. You know, that's how you're kind of starting the season off. So, a uh, real tough schedule to start. And, you know, I think that the defense was really the big thing that let them down down the stretch last year. They had that game against Seattle where the, the, the NFC West was on the line. They could have made a statement, and Seattle ran for like 250 yards against that defense. And that defense really got tattooed towards the end of the year, especially in the playoff games against the Rams. And I don't think they did a ton to, to you know, make it much better. So um, I think without the offense in those tough games, you know, if they're not out the gate, you know, performing well, I think they're really going to struggle. I think it's going to be uh, rough waters in Arizona, especially the beginning of the year with that start to the schedule. Mark, some people, uh, they look forward to summer vacation or Christmas. I look forward to week zero college football. So do you have any week zero college football bets? And if not, it's understandable because we do kick off with Northwestern and Nebraska in a different country. But um, what is your favorite win total or future if you got nothing week zero? Yeah, I'll tell you, I've been looking at all these games. And, and right now, I'm just trying to kind of hold myself back from betting each one of them. But, you know, we start with Nebraska and Northwestern. There you go. Um, that one, you know – how can you lay 12 points with Scott Frost? You just can't do it. Like, he's, you know, underachieves, and everything you hear out of Nebraska is just that, okay, they're going to turn it around. It was the quarterback's fault. Martinez goes to K-State. They bring in Casey Thompson. But there's a lot of change. You know, Frost fired a lot of the offensive coaches. And like I said, you have a new quarterback there. And Frost just not very good in close games. Now, they blew Northwestern out last year beat them by like 46 points or, you know, I think it was 56 to seven. So the huge talent edge there, but in a, in a game like this where you're traveling to Ireland and, you know, I think coaching and, you know, how you like work the schedule and travel and all that really plays into it. So I I can't lay that number with Nebraska. I'm just trying to decide now, do I want Northwestern or do I just want to play the under, right? If, If the Nebraska offense has gone through a ton of changes, they might not, be out the gates, you know, scoring a ton of points. And Northwestern's a team that has no offense, 16 points per game last year. They can't score to save their lives. So we're looking at a total at like 50, 50 and a half. Yeah. Um, I might just, you know, play the under on this one, to let be me, honest with you. Let me help you out. Stay away from that game. Nevada <laughs> is, for some reason, a nine and a half point favorite. I love them under four and a half wins. They lose everybody, including their entire coaching staff and Carson Strong. The total in that game, way too high, 50 and a half. Let's just take New Mexico State. Plus nine and a half, under fifty and a half. Boom. Week zero. Yeah. Two and oh. Promise. I actually had that one punched in. I got eleven and a half. Once that news came out nice. that Nevada suffered even more industry uh, injuries, I hit that game. So I am on Nevada at the eleven and a half. And, you know, listen, New Mexico State's a hard team to bet, right? They got a <laughs> lot of, you know, turnover. They got a lot of players coming in from JUCO at skill positions that they're gonna be relying on. So you never really know what you're going to get. But I agree with you. It's definitely a fade on Nevada, especially in the first game. Mark, I got to ask you this. I know we're jumping around a little bit, but who better to handle this type of questioning than you, Mark? Uh, I want to go back to the NFL really quickly. I'm looking at Tampa's number at nine, or excuse me, at 11 and a half at BetMGM, the under minus 130 juice, the over plus 110 value. What do you make of Tampa's situation heading into the season? Now, of course, the. The media is trying to push multiple narratives. Narrative number one, Tom Brady not with the team, doesn't care about the team, realizes that his team is going to be trash and decides to take on the masked singer. And the uh, the other side of the media narrative is that, you know, he's still going to be fine regardless of the injuries on the offensive line and some other misses that this team is going through this offseason. How do you uh, view this team? And would you take the over or under 11 and a half wins for Tampa in Tom Brady's quote unquote last year? Question mark. 
Yeah, I wasn't really concerned until last weekend. They lost another guard in Aaron Stinney, and that's, you know, if you look at the what has transpired in the offseason is Tampa Bay, you know, Marpet retires, Kappa goes to free agency, the guard. Stinney gets hurt. He's out for an ACL. Ryan Jansen, the center, he was injured. He's not going to be back until the second half of the season at best. And now, you know, how do you beat Tom Brady, right? You, you pressure him up the middle, and now they're very soft. They're relying on two guys. Um, to fill those interior positions at center and guard that have 31 combined career stats, uh, snaps. So they're like, uh, it's a rookie and a guy who played sparingly last year. So real soft up the middle. And when you look at their schedule, we talked about this with Arizona. Um, you know, they played Dallas week one, Micah Parsons, right? 13 sacks last year, just a monster. They play New Orleans who dominates Brady when he's at his best in Tampa, right? So, you know, now, you know, Brady comes in with a compromised offensive line. That's going to be tough. They get Pittsburgh. They get the Rams, you know, all in the beginning of the season, real tough defenses. So I'm not going to count Tom Brady out, right? We've seen him run the table as a wildcard team and win the Super Bowl with the Bucs. But I do think that if you're going to bet them now, you bet them under, and then you look at them towards the end of the year, to, uh, you know, maybe buy on at a good number, you know, when, when the, uh, you know, you get some value after they start slow. Because I do think you're going to see them start slow in the first half and then kind of bring it on in the second half and make the playoffs. Bet MGM um, has them plus 550 to be a wild card team and uh, really high on the Saints. So I think that might make a little bit of sense right now. Yeah, I was just about to ask that, the dovetail. We only got a couple of minutes. Saints to win the division, NFC South, or plus 325. We had on... Ryan, what was his name? Mike Detillier. Mike Detillier on. He gave us some real good intel in terms of just how the defense is looking, how Michael Thomas is looking. Uh, can you just give us your general expectations of what you think that the Saints will do this year? Yeah, now I have them at about a ten-win team. Like I think that that's realistic. Can they get to eleven? Sure, um, right, right in that range. I don't think they're going to be a dominant team, but I think if Tampa Bay falls back, I think it, you know it could be close. Both those teams win ten, eleven games they might be able to win that division. And like I said, if that's the case, um, I think the better bet is to take the Bucks to be the wild card team at the plus 550, right? Because they're not going to fall completely out of the playoffs. It's, it's Tom Brady, right? He's going to make the playoffs. So um, if you like the Saints that way, but the offense, I like with Winston. You know, they got him some weapons. Um, so, you know, they've shown the ability to kind of design an offense around the running game with uh, – you know, Alvin Kamara to where, you know, he doesn't feel like he has to do everything. That worked well last year, 14 touchdowns, three interceptions. So um, I like what they're doing. They had some key signings on defense as well. Defense has always been strong. They're good up front. So, again, I think they're probably about a 10-11 win team. I think they're a good bet to make the playoffs. All right, Mark, you're always a good bet to come on our show and knock it out the park. So can't wait to talk to you soon, brother. All right, thanks for having me, guys.